0: You know everyone and their mother is starting a podcast so why not start a podcast with your mother (laughs) welcome to strong bond we are a mother-daughter fitness duo here to help make your journey a little easier there are
1: so many misconceptions and misinformation out there when it comes to overall health and fitness you can achieve a healthy balance in your life without feeling restricted or obsessing about food and the scale.
0: So, come hang with us and learn what it truly means to take care of your body from the inside out. What's up, you guys? My name is Corinne. I'm Chris Sam. And welcome back to Strong Bond Podcast. As I'm talking, you can hear them a little nasally. I feel like a lot of people are getting sick right now, and I've had an awful cough for, I can't even tell you how long, the past, like, three weeks, four weeks. Oh, my gosh, really? Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, really, it was, like, a dry cough, and now it's starting to get a little TMI mucusy. <laughs> so hopefully this doesn't turn into anything, but uh, there's been a lot of people I've been talking to that has been getting sick recently, so. And hopefully you don't give it to me. Thank you. I know,
1: sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to stay away. <laughs> I could care less about that. I'm not. Like,
0: I'm not afraid to get sick, but I don't get sick too often, so. I haven't really been sick since we had COVID how long ago? Like, that right. was last year, so. Right. Immune systems must be pretty strong. Right. Um, but, guys, so if you listened to last week's episode, we wanted to do a part two because we talked about the four phases of our cycle. We gave you information on the food you should be eating around your cycle, uh, what's going on within each cycle and how you should be working out. But we forgot to mention that this doesn't pertain to women that are on birth control. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. Because they don't go through two of the phases because they don't ovulate. (laughs) Um, And I do, disclaimer, I want to apologize. I pronounced two words wrong. I said luthal instead of luteal, and I think I said balker, and it's follicular, (laughs) so my bad on that, Um, but what we wanted to do with this episode, guys, is give you the information, um, studies, and research just on birth control, um, the dangers of it, the side effects, and what it's like to get off of the pill, what to expect and what you can do to alleviate any symptoms, because there are hundreds of millions of women on birth control. And I, I mean, just talking to my friends, a lot of people are afraid to get off of it because they don't want to go back to those horrible symptoms that they were having before they started birth control. So um, hopefully this helps you guys just have a better understanding and honestly want to get off of it because after you listen to this, I don't mean to, we don't mean to scare you at all, but you're going to be shocked at the information that we came up with just through research and studies. Um, The research is going to be based off of Dr. Jolene Brighton. Um, She wrote the book Beyond the Pill. Highly, highly recommend you guys get her book because we're going to give you some information and studies based on her research. Um, However, if we went through everything, this podcast would probably be like four hours long. So definitely recommend getting her book. Let's just jump right into it. Let's start talking about why young women decide to get it. I think most people know what birth
1: control does. It, I mean, it helps me not get pregnant. And then your doctor will prescribe it, A, if you don't want to get pregnant. And and then other symptoms like have irregular periods, heavy periods, painful periods, um, acne, acne, um, headaches. You know, they'll you come to your doctor with these symptoms, and their doctor will just say, "Oh, well, the pill will regulate that." But what we don't know is what is the pill actually doing to your body? Because we're talking here, guys. We're talking hormonal birth control. This is birth control that actually will manipulate your hormones so you don't get pregnant.
0: But we're gonna go into like what that's actually doing to you. You know, you go to your gynecologist, you explain them your symptoms, um, and they don't, what baffles me is they just automatically say, well, you need to be on birth control, but they do not care about the root cause as to why this is happening. Because all of these PMS symptoms that you might be experiencing, they're common, but they're not normal. But doctors are always seeing sick people or people that have these symptoms, so it's become the norm. Well, but to, to them, not. it's normal. Yes, because that's what they
1: see. No, what no healthy people go see a doctor. You don't need to. So they see. So they just think when you come to with to them with all these symptoms, oh, this is just normal. And here, here's just a pill
0: that will help with those symptoms. My mom and I have both never been on birth control. I mean, you did it for what?
1: Yeah, I, I did it actually for a day or two. <laughs> and I was in so much pain. I was like, this ain't worth it. I have to get off. Yeah. I don't know. you know. I, they prescribed it to me just because I was at the age of...
0: you Being know, sexually active.
1: Right. And I wasn't married and I didn't want a baby. So, you know, they just kind of convince you like that's what you do. You just go on birth control and... Um, so I did it for two days, and I had the worst stomach ache. I felt sick. I hated it, so I feel like I was lucky to get off of it, so I never went back on it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I guess mine's pretty similar because I went to the gyno, and again, we're around that age where we are sexually active, and I did not want a baby. I'm in college, and she made it seem like I was crazy that I wasn't on birth control yet, and I was just like, Uh, okay then I'll I'll get it like it was almost like a pressure of like oh honey I'm writing this up for you right now right I was like okay so then I get home and I tell you um that I'm gonna take birth control and she was like no you're not Mm. well at that time you know I, I had
1: heard a lot of stories about cervical cancer so the the con or the pros don't outweigh the cons. There's just too many cons to birth control and I just was like, Nope, you don't need it. Yeah. I, I I don't think personally, this is just me, I don't think a baby is a tragedy. I think cervical cancer is a tragedy. Like, you know, you can work with a baby, you mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Life goes on. Yeah, I remember like I mean, I was like what, nineteen at the time and I was like Uh, telling my friends because I got it and I was like well I'm not gonna take it anymore because my mom told me just like the health side effects of it and I was just petrified to gain weight because you said you can gain weight on this and I was like oh well then that's a no-brainer okay I'm not gonna be on this and she was just like and if you get pregnant you get pregnant I'm like well I'm gonna remember that in case that ends up happening so it was yeah I, I personally have never been on birth control but I know so, so many women that currently are. And again, I don't want this podcast to scare you, but the information that we are going to give to you, people need to understand and they need to know what could happen being on this long term. I think it's
1: very dangerous when young, young girls start out with taking birth control. I know a lot of mothers like want to help them, you know, control their periods. There's a lot of reasons for it, even if they don't think it's for birth control. But the problem is that when you start your period it can take an entire decade for your brain and your ovaries to actually really connect so you're interrupting that very young and I can't imagine you know what that is actually doing to your body Um, but they are saying that when young um, girls take hormonal birth control very young it actually puts them at a much higher risk for depression so it's messing with something in your brain obviously.
0: Mostly what I've seen from Women that get this at a very young age, um, could be as young as 12, 13, um, is due to the pain that their period is causing. They are just always in pain. because right, they're not
1: in the birth control. They're not worried about birth control at that point. They're not sexually active. They're just having heart they're having painful periods
0: right so you're going to your gyno and she says she's going to prescribe you birth control but that's the issue that she didn't get to the root cause of asking like you know what is your lifestyle like when you get to the root cause you can easily fix this but gynecologists don't do that they prescribe you birth control so it's kind of like throwing a band-aid over the issue but the issue does go away (laughs) So people think, oh, well, it's just an easy fix, get on birth control. But what we don't understand is the side effects, Um, just common side effects when, pe- when women start out, weight gain, which like I said, I was petrified to gain weight, headaches, sore breasts, mood changes, um, decreased sexual desire. But the long term is what we really need to be aware of because it could be scary. Now, the main thing is um, the greater increase in blood clots. Right. And I heard a story about a a young
1: girl who, you know, she went on the pill and all of a sudden she was having, like, heart. she was having pains in her chest. And she actually ended up having a small stroke. And what they found out was um, she had developed blood clots all around her heart um, soon after taking the pill. And um, they found out, like she was, she was questioning why, why me? Like everybody else I know goes on the pill and they don't have this problem, but I develop blood clots. Well, here she has a mutation in her genes um, that makes her not produce enough protein C. Protein C is responsible for preventing blood clot formation. So because she's low in it, she's easily susceptible to it, but she didn't, and she was not told that birth control actually can, um, increase the risk of developing blood clots um, three to four times if you, you know, if you didn't take it. So, you know, and what's scary is that, you know, you said how many people are on birth control. One in 500 people have this mutation. That's pretty common. Yeah. And, you know, they're taking a big risk by
0: being on birth control. And the doctors aren't even looking into if they have this issue. Right. To then be like, you know, if they do, we're not going to prescribe you birth control. Right. So that's just one of the long-term side effects. Um, Some other ones are there is a four times increase of dying of a stroke from the blood clots. Mm -hmm. There is a four-time risk of heart attacks, double the risk of migraines, increased risk of blood pressure, increased risk of dying from cancer, particularly cervical, like you had mentioned, breast, endometrial, ovarian, and thyroid cancer, Um, high rated birth defects and birth marks within their children who the mom takes the birth control, this is happening to their children, Um, a higher rate of anxiety and depression. And something that is just so mind-blowing to me, hormonal birth control is the largest and longest uncontrolled medical experiment. There are 100 million women that are a part of this experiment. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's no long-term studies on, you know, what is happening to these women long-term. And some of the problems that like so women are being prescribed hormonal birth control like we said in the beginning for irregular and heavy periods, painful periods, acne, headaches, migraine. So instead of addressing the root cause of these symptoms, because as we said in the last episode, these shouldn't be these shouldn't be common symptoms of periods, but everyone gets it, so everyone thinks this is very common because it's just because of my period. Well, oh, right, and doctors act like the reproductive system isn't even necessary. Well, well, they're treating it like that because you're coming in saying you have these problems, and instead of them getting to the root cause, like you said, you know, let's just you're reproductive system isn't negotiable. Let's just get rid of it. And we can get rid of the painful periods. We can get rid of this. But what we are doing is we are covering up some pretty
0: serious symptoms that you should look further into. Yeah, that your body is literally sending the signal of, hey, this this isn't right. Something's going on. For example,
1: like this is how dangerous this can be. For example, irregular periods can actually be a sign of hypothyroidism. So birth control will fix irregular periods but will not get fixed as your thyroid. And if you're thinking that, you know, oh, my periods are fixed, no big deal, but you go with hypothyroidism for 10 years and you don't address that, that's serious problems. Like I'm very lucky I had, I had massive irregular periods and we know I had hypothyroidism. But I didn't go on birth control just to get my periods regular. So I found out... I have hypothyroidism. So if you're going to cover that
0: up, that can be extremely, extremely scary. Another example is with PCOS. Um, People, women with PCOS do suffer terribly. I mean, symptoms to lose your hair on your head, but showing up on your chin and your chest is absolutely awful. Um, And I totally understand that you would want to do anything in order to alleviate those symptoms. There's a lot more on top of that. Your body is just so inflamed whenever you have PCOS. But adding hormonal hormonal birth control to the state of inflammation, um, the insulin resistance that they're dealing with, and the gut problems, they're setting themselves up for infertility, heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. So it's very important, instead of putting a Band-Aid over it to alleviate those symptoms, to really focus on the root causes because... This can show up a lot later in life whenever you do want to start a family Mm -hmm. and you do want to get off of birth control. Um, PCOS can be managed with proper
1: diet and, you know, exercise and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, that's what the doctors don't warn them of these risks of just let's just throw this. It's always a Band-Aid
0: throwing a Band-Aid on it and with not caring what could happen to that person i know some women that have pcos but their symptoms are completely mitigated because of their lifestyle of how they are now eating and how they are now moving their body and just overall taking care of themselves like i completely forgot i even had it awesome mm-hmm. right. so um but one thing to understand guys is like you know all of this stuff that we're saying again i don't mean to scare you but it is important to be educated and to be aware um but those of you that are really thinking like, you know, I, I do need to get off of this. This is time. Um, I want you to understand that having a period isn't such a horrible thing. Like, yes, we can't stand having periods, but the phases that you go through, the four phases that we talked about, um, in the last episode, when you're on birth control, you're missing the best phase. And that is ovulation. Um, when we are, like when women are ovulating, which obviously birth control stops that from happening. This is around the time when we feel our absolute best. Our hormone levels are at their highest peak. Um, Our energy levels are high. We have this like ovulation glow, which people say is such a real thing. You might think you, you know, look and feel better than you actually do. Sometimes people say it's like best to be on like interviews or be videotaped during this time. Um, And you're missing out on that whenever you are on birth control. Um, And one of the huge things is obviously your libido is through the roof as well. And most of the side effects of birth control is low libido. When you have low libido, that is going to be a sign of a hormone hormonal imbalance. So it's just important to be aware of this. Well, speaking on that, with the ovulation and the,
1: um, you know, how you said that women are glowing during ovulation. So, um, really interesting thing that I had read that I thought was just um, so interesting was something called pheromones. Pheromones are chemicals capable of acting like hormones outside your body that you secrete they affect the behavior of the receiving individual. Basically what I've learned is that hormonal birth controls will affect the pheromones you secrete. So when you so women who are not on hormonal birth control, they have a tendency to be attracted to more masculine type of men who have a much different gene pool than they do. And the reason for this cuz you know nature is so amazing in this aspect the reason for this is so their offspring can pull all the best stuff from their you genes know, their you know, each person's genes and they get the best genes out of both in you know but women who are on birth control are attracted to men who are less feminine or less masculine so more feminine type of man and a very similar gene
0: pool so Which like was, they're going for more of like what their cousins look like. Right. So
1: they don't, they, the children don't have a big of a, you know, gene pool to pick from. So they're limited. So it's not like the best offspring. And I'm sorry, that is like probably not something you want to hear. But I just thought that was like unbelievably. That is very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> but another experiment that I read about was on erotic dancers. They did an experiment on these dancers. Um, they discovered that dancers on birth control got less tips on average. Right. The dancers who were ovulating got the most tips. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. And it's like the scent of their pheromones right. coming out. Right. I just thought that was, like, extremely interesting. But it
0: just goes to show we're all animals. We are at the end of the day. <laughs> My goodness. Um So with all of this said, when you do decide to come off of it, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, it's time, I've been on this for way too long, and now I'm scared to death of what could happen after this, Um, the things that are going to be common um, when you do get off of birth control, it can possibly feel like you're going through teenage hormones again, acne, mood swings, the irritability. Um, sometimes digestive issues and headaches can definitely occur too. Um, But it's important to understand that this might not show up right away after you get off birth control. Um, This could take up to around four to six months to present themselves. Um, And this really goes to especially women that, you know, got on birth control for the reasons as to like having such a horrible period when they were younger. It's putting that band aid over what hormonal imbalance that they could have. So, you know, it could be coming up while it could be coming up that they do maybe have a thyroid issue or PCOS or just any hormone imbalance. Um, You could be, it could be coming back up. So, what we're going to talk about. Is what you can do within your lifestyle to control these things. Because again, we are not doctors, Um, but we will give you recommendations as to, you know, you try these things out for maybe like six months and you're not seeing much improvement what to do after that. But what you really want to focus on, go figure, is going to be your diet. (laughs) Um, You could have guessed that, but you want to replenish nutrient storages. That is the number one step, even if you're going to a doctor on top of this. Um, you know, taking a prenatal or a multivitamin, magnesium, zinc, and selenium, these are all the vitamins and minerals, and hormonal birth control can be depleting. It is important to understand that we have to get the diet dialed in. Um, and bring some sort of supplement form into this, too. And you got to be careful with supplements, though, because there's so many different brands out there. You want to make sure that it is the highest quality of that supplement. But to rephrase that again, uh, multivitamin, prenatal, magnesium, zinc, and selenium are the main ones that you want to focus on. Now, last episode, we talked about the different foods that you should be eating according to your cycle. You definitely want to follow that as well. Even if you get off of birth control and your period isn't back, almost pretend like you are following the four cycles. Um, and that way you're just getting a big variety of vitamins, minerals, nutrients from all these different foods. And I just have a word about saturated fat. That is
1: huge for hormones. You know, everyone is so scared of saturated fat. We all know I'm not. But everyone's so scared of it. And it is just the – it is the fat that your body recognizes and, you know, can utilize. And it is extremely important
0: in hormonal health. 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, you do that for a month, doesn't mean all your problems are going to be solved. You want to maybe give this like six months. And if you're not seeing any improvement within your PMS symptoms – this is whenever you should go to a doctor that specializes in hormonal replacement therapy and there's a lot of them out there now i when i was looking for
1: one and i knew my thyroid was screwed up i was looking for a hormone specialist but what, what 15 years ago and they were hard to come by now it is like it's popular it's which popular is good. <laughs> right exactly so i mean just example my doctor who is awesome and, you know, he just, he knows what to, I give him my symptoms, he knows what to test for, he sends it into, you know, I go get blood work done, he reads it back, I come back, he tells me this, this, and this is low, this is there, this is there, we're going to give you a supplement for this, or, you know, this is what you need to do as far as eating wise, they just give you like, it's like a no guess game. They, you know, you take so all. There's no more guessing. <clears throat> there's no guessing. You, this is what's wrong. This is what your imbalance is. So, um, I just think that would be the way to go. If after six months you've, you know, really dialed into your diet and, you know, taking care of yourself, and you're still having these symptoms, that's when it's time to reach out.
0: Hundred percent. Um, And of course, to end with, if your main concern is not wanting to get pregnant, guys, there is only twenty. 20- four hours out of the month that you can get pregnant. Family planning, like, you know, your sexual life around
1: that, if you can, like, get that down, it is 99% effective.
0: Compared to the pill, which is only 91% effective. And I have relatives that have gotten pregnant off the pill three times over. So... (laughs) Very, very common. Mm -hmm. So just to ease your mind with that, it is very difficult to get pregnant. Hence, I've been trying for over two years right now. So please just keep that in mind. But we hope you found this episode informational, um, and you really do consider possibly getting off of birth control because, you know, the side effects and the long-term effects that this uncontrolled experiment has been since the 19, since I think it's 1960 is when birth control came out is so mind-blowing to me. And I'm honestly really thankful that you've told me to not. Like, I, I had it in my hand. I was like, no, I'm going to take this. Like I think you would be blaming
1: yourself, too, for you not being able to get pregnant right now 100%. or having a hard time. I think you would have blamed, oh, because of that. I mean, at least you know, like, I never did that, but... Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you guys have any questions on this um, and you want to learn more, buy the book Beyond the Pill. There's a free plug for Dr. Chowing um, because it is so unbelievably informational and we only dove into just a little bit because one thing we have to understand is everyone is different and all of your experience and, and your experience and your symptoms are going to be completely different than someone else. Um, you might be that person that has been on birth control, has no issues, get off it and you're fine. There are a lot of people like that. But those of you that are not and you don't want to take that risk, definitely look into this um, and just educate yourself. Well, this book, I mean, I, I suggest
1: this book, even, even if you don't have it, I think it's a good hormone book. But she doesn't wait till the end to give you, like, prescriptions on your, you know, particular case. She, she does it as she goes. So it's no like, oh, you have to, you know, you have to read this, like, 500-page um, book. And then get your answer, possibly. She does it as you go, and I think she knows. She knows women are, who are hormonal, probably have short patience and are like irritable. Like, no, I just want to know what to do. Right? Right. I do that. I skip to the chapter in the book. It says this is what you do,
0: and it's like, no, I need to know now. Right? All right, guys, that's it for this episode. And until next time, we will see you. Bye, guys.